And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclare here. Hope you guys are enjoying the starts to your day. We've got a fun show coming your way. We're going to be chatting with South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley in the next segment of the show. Coach and I will talk about the wonderful weekend that was. We had a great time over at Thibodeau High School watching the Thibodeau Tigers earn a best two out of three series victory over South Terrebonne. We'll chat with him about that and some also things ha- also some things happening around the state. Um, in this first segment, I will give you a rundown of some of the things that uh, happened over the weekend. In the second hour of the show, we'll talk some NBA, maybe a little NFL draft, LSU spring game, W's and L's for the weekend. We've got all that coming in the second hour of the show. So we can't wait to get to that in the 12 o'clock hour and the lunchtime hour. Uh, so let's dive in. Let's get into it right here. We've got um, a lot of baseball teams that are moving on to the next round of the postseason. And we've got a lot of action and a lot of activity that will be taking place next week or, in, or rather this coming weekend in our area. We start off with the series that you were able to hear on ESPN 100.3. Thibodeau gets a best of three, two to one victory over South Terrebonne. They won the first game on Thursday, 10 to 9. <clears throat> Lost game one on Saturday, 8 to 7, and just a barn burner, and then blasted them 7 to 1 in game three. So Thibodeau moves on to the next round. They'll take on Barb, um, State Powerhouse, but Thibodeau moves on to the next round. Couple of thoughts. Um, a, what a great day it was to be in Thibodeau on Saturday. Just a great environment, a great uh, scene for high school baseball, all that. Um, and then the second thing is, how about the work of Taylor Fields, a young man for Thibodeau High School, kind of a lesser known, right? A guy that just kind of came out of nowhere. We were going over some of the options and some of the possibilities for Thibodeau on the mound between the second and third game. And when we got the lineup card and his name was on it, I went and you know went up to Josh Smith, the HL Bourgeois coach. I was like, you know, what do you know about him? And Josh, eh, not a whole lot. You know, he he throws a little bit when he's on, he's good. When he's not on, you know, it's kind of a struggle, whatever it may be. And, oh, it wasn't a struggle in game three. He was terrific. He threw unbelievably well. He went a complete game, his first ever complete game on the mound, leading Thibodeau 7-1 past South Terrebonne. South Terrebonne season ends against the Thibodeau Tigers. Now Thibodeau will be taking on Barb. Um, Division two non-select. Some of our local teams learned their playoff opponents over the weekend. Assumption will be taking on Franklinton. Franklinton's, excuse me, the number 19 seed. They got a win over number 14, Rain, in the opening round. They actually swept that series, so number 19 goes over number 14. Assumption versus Franklinton in the second round. That'll be this weekend. Lutcher is the number one overall seed. They will be taking on Franklin Parish. This coming weekend, Franklin Parish defeated Menden in a weekend series, sweeping the series, winning 4-3 and then 11-3. So, Lutcher versus Franklin Parish. Berwick will be taking on Port Barry. Port Barry swept Patterson. So, that would be a 5 versus 12. Berwick, number 5. Port Barry, number 12. Port Barry sweeps Patterson, gets a 20-3 win in Game 2. They won Game 1, 9-1. So, it will be Berwick taking on Port Barry. In the second round, that again will be this coming weekend. Over the uh, or the next weekend, we've got Vanderbilt, who will be taking on the Willow School. No surprises there. We knew that the Willow School was the matchup before the uh, the the first round even started, because those two teams both had a bye. 
But E.D. White did learn their opponent. E.D. White will be taking on Bolton. Bolton um, it beat Peabody um, in a sweep. So it'll be number two, E.D. White taking on number 15, Bolton. Homa Christian School moves on to the next round. They punched their ticket forward on uh, Friday, which was the rain day. They got an 8 to nothing win over Haynes Academy. They sweep their series. Now they'll take on St. Charles Catholic in a best two of three. That series will begin on tomorrow. So that one will be a very short turnaround. So we're looking at a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series for St. Charles and Homa Christian School. Getting started a little bit early there uh, with those two teams doing battle. That'll be tomorrow at 4.30. St. Charles will be taking on Homa Christian School. Um, and then also we've still got some local teams in Division Four select that are live. Covenant Christian Academy will be taking on Ascension Christian on Thursday. Uh, that'll be at eight versus nine. You got Central Catholic of Morgan City will be taking on Catholic. A point could be that'll be on Wednesday at four o'clock. And um, let's see, we got Ascension Catholic, who's the number two seed. They'll be taking on St. John. That one will be on Thursday at six o'clock. Remember, all of those games are going to be single elimination games. So if you don't win, uh, it's Adios Amigo, Ascension Catholic against St. John. Central Catholic against Catholic Point Compete and Covenant Christian against Ascension Christian. Those are all game threes, right? Those are all you have to win or you're going home. That entire bracket is single elimination. So we look forward to seeing that um, and how that one will shake out. Man, um, also in our local area, we've got some softball results. Thursday, just, um, or excuse me, Friday rather, my bad. A, a thrilling game, maybe the best high school softball game that I've ever seen with my own eyes. In Division II Select, Vanderbilt gets a three-run walk-off home run from Hayes Rutledge, punching their ticket into the semifinal 7-5. to five. The Terriers move on with a three-run walk-off home run from a ninth grader. They'll now take on the Academy of Our Lady in the semifinals, two wins away from the state championship. Opposite them in the other semifinals, Buckeye versus David Thibodeau. So a great opportunity for Vanderbilt to maybe win another championship. Division three select Homa Christian School is moving to the semifinals. They're going to Sulphur. They're taking on Calvary Baptist in the semifinals. That game will be played on, um, let's see, I think that's on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. They're playing a semifinal matchup with Calvary Baptist. That's on one versus four. In the other semifinal, you've got Notre Dame taking on Darbone Woods Charter. So a couple of local teams to pay attention to there. Uh, it's a great time of the year, man. It's an absolute great time of the year. John Curtis is still alive. I know there's still a couple of local girls that play on that team. They're still alive. They're the number three seed to be taking on Tioga. Um, opposite them, St. Thomas Moore and Archbishop Chappelle. So best of luck to everybody going to Sulphur. Best of luck to everybody going to the second round of the playoffs. And we can't wait to see how these brackets turn out before we get finished with the end of the year. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brian Colley. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's Monday and it's 11.45, so you guys know that means we're going to South Lafouche High School. And we're going to have a quick chat with Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley, who's on the phone lines now. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing today? Good morning. Doing well. Hope you're doing the same. Yes, sir. We are, man. I was just talking in the first segment of the show about the buzz surrounding the Thibodeau uh, best of three series victory over South Terrebonne. They win game one in a thriller lose game two in a thriller, and then leave no doubt in game three, get a 7-1 to one win. Um, what can you say about the resiliency of really both teams, but Thibodeau had a little bit extra, and then also what can you say about Taylor Fields, a guy who just comes out of nowhere and just throws BBs in the third game and gets his team to the next round? Well, with all those questions, I think there's one answer that would answer all of them. is uh, impressive. Yeah. Uh, coming out of that, that game or that series on Saturday, very impressed with, with both teams, impressed with the, the coaching staffs of both teams, uh, impressed with the atmosphere, 
the the, the support the teams had. It was tremendous. Uh, I'm glad we were a part of it, and I'm looking forward forward to watching the Tiburon Tigers play again this coming weekend. Very very good baseball team, and they come at you from different angles, and they keep coming at you. You were the one following the stats, so you're the one who made me aware of it. Three games in the series, three games where every single Thibodeau hitter reaches base safely in all three. Um, that's an offensive – and look, I get it. They're going to play the big behemoth in the next round, right? A team that has just a great pitching staff and they don't give up any runs, and I understand all that. But Barber's going to be facing a lineup that's very deep and very talented. This Thibodeau team puts the bat on the ball, and they just make stuff happen. Yeah, kind of remind you of the Tarpon baseball team. If you uh, make mistakes, they take advantage of it. And listen, this coming weekend, if the Tigers can get on base, and they've been doing it for the last three games, if they find ways to get on base and manufacture a few runs here and there, and if their pitching is on, it's, it, it could be a game. And, uh, again, looking forward to it. And just one through nine in their order, it, it's uh, – it's so powerful where they all find different ways of getting on base. If it's a walk, hit by pitch, or reach on error, or base hit, uh, home runs, I mean, you name it, they, they're doing everything. You know, what's crazy is you look at Barb and, and people ask the question, you know, why are they so good? What allows them to be so successful? Um, they've played 34 games this season. Coach, they've allowed 34 runs all season. So they allow one run a game. Doesn't put a lot of pressure on your offense when you know you only got to score two or three to have a chance. So it'd be interesting if Thibodeau could kind of break that seal and get four or five on and put a little pressure. But boy, you know that if you got a pitching staff that's that good, that's going to be some college level arms. That's going to be some boys throwing in the 90s. It's going to be a big challenge for those Tigers this weekend. Yeah, and of course, Trust Claire and his staff, they have a, uh, a little less than a week to figure it out of how they can get on base. And you're right. Look, if if they can scratch a couple of runs here and there, and you know we're in the second round of the playoffs, all teams are good now. There's no fluke uh, why these teams are are where they at right now. They're a good baseball teams. So uh, Barb's got to understand they, they're going to be playing against a good baseball team coming in on Friday. Let's talk about this. Um, we're talking about Thibodeau High School hot and heavy, because that's what we covered this past weekend. But there is still some South Lafouche go, uh, you know, athletics going on right now. I know that track and field is heading towards regionals. Just finished district. Kudos to the Tarpon boys for finishing as the runners-up. Got a couple of uh, folks that are heading off to state tennis. We've got golf that's heading towards maybe regionals or state, whatever it may be. Uh, there is still some you know, some school sports. I know spring football is about ready to start as well. So the, the job is not all the way yet complete. There is still some, you know, some, some folks wearing that blue representing the school, right? Yeah, we have boys and girls tennis at their state meet, I believe, uh, today uh, and throughout uh, this week uh, as a state tournament. Uh, golf is regional today. They're up in, I believe, it's Shreveport, where they're going to be teeing off. I think it's around 1 o'clock, where uh, Jude, I think, they may be teeing off. And uh, wrapping up, you know, the other sports are just wrapping up and, uh, you know, tying up their loose ends, probably having their – uh, awards banquets and stuff, and spring footballs and be getting ready to kick off uh, in the next week or so. He just said something. I got our, our golf is playing a regional tournament in Shreveport. Yes. What's regional about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where he, 
Coach Young is driving. I texted him a few times. He can't talk. And, oh, well, he can't text back right now. We were doing leap tests. And so um, he's, he was still driving. He left earlier this morning. And uh, to get there, I believe I think it's around one o'clock. But yeah, that's the, the where the region's at this year. Oh goodness gracious, that's crazy. Well, look, man. In terms of Ida stuff, right? Because this is the the, the gift that keeps on giving them. And I know that you guys are, I think, are finished with the football press box, and you know the scoreboard's going to be going up. The baseball press box, you know, when should we expect? Now, like Ida stuff. What? Just give us kind of an updated timeline there. Well, hopefully the the baseball press box and concession stands going to be going up uh, sometimes this summer. they got, got a few more things they got to work out, and that, that, that should be up hopefully by the when baseball season starts, that, you know, that'll be back up. But um, that's the hope. Uh, softball, same thing on theirs. Uh, we're trying to, they're trying to determine if they will get a, uh, a concession area and press box area built there. The problem was with softball is uh, they didn't have a, a, a big one before. So FEMA is not going to replace some that wasn't there. So uh, they're trying to work some things out on that side. And uh, press box football and all is ready to go. May 1st, it should be uh, the scoreboard hopefully going to be installed. They tried a while back and they ran into some problems digging the holes everything was sinking and collapsing the holes so uh they had to redo and rethink how they're going to get that in there to be up to cold you know with with fema uh in charge of everything and everything has to be up to to cold or they not they won't put their blessing on us so the architects got together and came up with a different plan and the scoreboard but in the next week hopefully you're going to see that board up okay very interesting man um it's crazy to think it's it's you know wrapping up that school year. BJ and the crew are about to be on the football fields, polishing themselves up, getting ready. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on Saturday, and and I'll ask you here uh, to maybe elaborate a little bit more. There are some things happening at the LHSA level based on practice time and when you could do certain things, when you can't do certain things. Spring football is about ready to look a whole lot different. Maybe not this year, but I think in the future, right? Because the school sports seasons are no more. Like, elaborate on that and explain to us what you meant whenever you brought that up on Saturday. Well, it's up to the principals for uh, each school to uh, determine when their start time is going to be for practice. The LHSA is leaving up their principals, so you can start pretty much the first day of school with all your sports and practice. And we're trying to stay fair with all our sports. We don't have you know that many kids to go around compared to some other schools, so we're going to try and uh, kind of stay close to what the old LHSAA guidelines were when to start practices. And uh, like football, today is the first day where they can start spring practice. And we've got to determine if the LHSAA is going to let schools practice whenever, does that rule also mean once your season is complete, like the next day or or the week after, can you start practicing again for the next season? Because in spring football, you only allow 10 days. Well, let's say for South of Fulcher, if we want to start our 10 days next week, can we practice these five days and start spring next week and give us 15 days? So there's a lot of questions that still have to be answered on all this. And uh, Again, it's what's best for the kids. You don't want to burn the kids out. 
you don't want them specializing in one sport, and I think that could be the the the, the end result of some of this. If you let these sports practice year round, you can have some kids want to play this sport year-round instead of going through different sports. So uh, a lot of things need to be worked out, and hopefully, you know, we'll do what's best for the kids and, uh, you know, not burn them out. So let's imagine for a second that you were a varsity head boys basketball coach again and knowing what these rules are. Let's say you had, oh, seven, eight kids in your program that didn't play anything else, and they were basketball kids. And looking years past, you had some that were like that. Um, Would you be inclined if allowed to practice maybe once or twice a week throughout the year? Like, how would, how would you handle that? How would you take advantage of that rule that's being put in place? Well, in the past, you can, always, you can have four athletes to one coach or to two coaches, how many coaches you want in gym, but you can only have four athletes at a time. So we took advantage of that at times where we might do it twice a week and bring four kids in. And, and put them through a little workout or work on some fundamentals and stuff. So uh, schools can still do that if they want, where uh, instead of having the entire team, you can have the ones who are just not playing another sport uh, to bring them in and, and work on some little conditioning. But the fear is if you start bringing in uh, more than four or it'd be like a regular practice, then some of these other kids may not want to play the sport at the end and want to jump to to start practicing in in that other sport. So, yeah, we did take advantage of it. And uh, if you, again, if you uh, think to worry about if you don't practice and do some of them things right now, other schools are doing it. So you got to keep up with them, but also you still want to do what's best for your kids at your school. Oh, man, it sounds like a whole lot. Uh, Sounds like there's going to be some very interesting things happening in the next couple of years. Before we let you go, LSU had their spring football game, and I watched it, and you can't. I don't think they didn't really treat it as seriously as maybe other schools did. But I did watch the Alabama game, and I don't know if you did, and I don't know if you saw the stats. I don't know if they have a quarterback, boss. They were playing the kid who was you know, the backup to Bryce Young last year. He's uh, Milrose, I believe his name is. He, he runs very well, but he threw like two or three interceptions. Like, are you worried about the tie, bro? I don't know if they have a quarterback this coming year. Well, look, they're going to have to find what they can. For Alabama to keep competing now, they're going to have to be uh, pretty good at all positions. And quarterback, they're definitely going to need to find somebody. And I didn't watch it. I didn't. Uh, I just heard what you said first time I hear something about that. But uh, look, you got to trust if you Alabama fans that the coaching staff that's in place and they're going to get the right guy. And you know, that's all you can do is trust them to do it. And no telling what the portal was going to happen uh, in the next few weeks or months. Austin Clunch is there now. He'll go get you a quarterback. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great rest of the day, buddy. We'll see you soon, man. Take care. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You have a good one. You too. This is Coach Brian Colley doing an excellent job. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. What do I feel like talking about? Let's talk some LSU baseball, maybe some LSU football in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. back to play-by-play play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. It is our lunchtime hour, so we say, as we often do here on play-by-play, play, if you are just getting in the car, and let's say you're in the home area, and you're going to be waiting in that long drive through line at Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's or Arby's, wherever you're going, Sit back, relax, put on that AC, get a little fresh wind blowing in your face. We're going to take care of you for the next hour. We've got some sports talk. Hope your food is served fresh. If you're in Lafouche Parish and you're going to any place that there is to eat in Lafouche Parish, enjoy yourselves. We're going to take care of you for the next hour or so. Um, the LSU spring football scrimmage was this past weekend. 
I watched it, not live. I was over at Thibodeau High School, but I watched it back on On Demand. <clears throat> Hard to take a whole lot out of it, right? <clears throat> because quite frankly, LSU didn't. I'm trying to think of a way to say this that doesn't sound bad. Um, didn't maybe take it as seriously. Seriously is not the right word. I can't think of the right word. But other teams, like, they're super competitive. Like, hey, our offense is playing our defense, and, you know, it's white versus purple, and, like, we're going to... <clears throat> they didn't have a whole lot of plays in this. And a lot of it was based on situational stuff. A lot of it was based on red zone stuff. And, yeah, it wasn't as strong of a spring game as we've seen in years past. But with that having been said, there are still things that we could take away from it. And one of the number one things that I took away from it is that the hype is real. Jaden Daniels is very, very good. The stuff that they were saying about Daniels in the offseason is that he was bigger and faster and stronger, um, more confident in the pocket, has better rapport with his receivers. Um, all of those things appeared to be evident throughout the course of the game. He was 10 of 11 passing, two touchdowns, um, no interceptions, um, 168 yards. So 168 yards on 11 attempts is really good. He ran a little bit. He ran twice throughout the course of the scrimmage, and he just looked um, confident. Confident, I think, is the right word. He looked confident. He looked poised. He looked capable of being a really good, really high-level SEC quarterback for LSU this coming season. The thing that we got to consider, and, and Damian brought this up Friday, and he's 100% correct, which is the reason why I'm echoing it now. The thing that we've got to consider <clears throat> with Jaden Daniels and, and his progression and the way that he's going to play for LSU, he's not Joe Burrow, right? So this idea that now to be considered a good LSU quarterback, you've got to throw for 60 touchdowns and win the Heisman Trophy. Get out of that mindset. If Daniels could go consistently this coming season for about 66, 67% completions, about 250, 260 through the air, and a touchdown or two with limited interceptions, that would be an amazing season. And that would be a season where I don't know that LSU would lose a game, any game. So that's the thing that we got to consider is that what we saw in 2019 with Joe Burrow, guess what? We're never going to see that again. So if you're holding a player to that standard, you're setting yourself up to fail. But when I see 10 of 11, 168, two touchdowns, and a guy knowing that in addition to that, he could also make plays with his feet, uh, sign me up. I think that that is something that LSU fans are going to be super excited about. I think he's going to be a better passer. I think he's going to be a more efficient passer. And I think the Tigers are going to be a better offense this coming season than they were last season. And and potentially by a lot. <clears throat> so now let's talk about this, right? Um, were there areas where I wasn't maybe as impressed? I don't know how good the LSU secondary is. At times they gave up some big plays. They didn't look like they were all that enthusiastic about tackling. They didn't look like they were all that excited about getting guys to the ground, making big hits. And the reason why that would be a concern, right, is because uh, it's a unit that has a lot of new guys. You know, you lost a lot of your second. That's the one area on the team that you're returning a big old bunch that 
you know, maybe there is a little bit of a concern there. So we'll be paying attention to that throughout the course of the year. And then the next thing, and and I think that this might be the biggest of them all, you didn't kick field goals well Saturday at all. You missed a 46-yarder. You missed a 44-yarder. You made a 34-yarder. Special teams were a train wreck for LSU this past season. Now, I think that just the sheer um, ability to um, not have your same special teams coordinator, right? I think that was a big part of it. I think that Coach Polian was in over his head. I think he was being asked to do too much. I think he was doing a lot of the recruiting stuff, and during the week there were just some things there that slipped through the cracks. I think that's one thing. The second thing, I think LSU's lack of depth last year was a big problem, right? Um, so where does that hurt? That hurts you on special teams, and I think that we saw some things slip through the cracks there. I think that as a whole, the unit's going to be better. But I would sure like to see a kicker establish himself and be able to consistently make kicks from inside of 40 yards on end uh, because that could be something that wins you and loses you games, especially in the SEC. So I was a little disheartened to see you know some missed field goals throughout the course of that spring game. That's something that LSU is going to have to get better at as we uh, approach the season because that first game of the year is coming quick. And in that first game of the year, you're not playing, you know, Ball State. You're not playing, you know, Florida Atlantic. You're not playing South Alabama. You're not playing a school that you're going to be favored to beat by 30. You're playing Florida State. And you're a top 10 team going into the season, but guess what? They are too. So it'll be a big opportunity to make a statement, sure. But it could also potentially be a big opportunity to maybe in a small way get exposed too. And, and find out exactly what some of your weaknesses are. So we'll be paying attention to that. Now, locally, it was great to see Mason Smith. He looked good. Now, he didn't play, of course, but he looked good. He looked big and strong, and you know he was kind of doing some drills in the pregame or whatever. He looked like he's about ready to be 100%. Uh, so it was great to see him. And then how about Kyron Lacey, man? Four catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown, including a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, Kyron looked good. He played well. And there are some opportunities for LSU receivers to shine, right? You know you got Malik Neighbors back, and he's got great rapport with Jaden Daniels. That was one of the only receivers on the team last year that Daniels kind of had that great rapport with. So there are opportunities with you know Booty gone and with some of the other receivers gone to find some catches. And Kyron, look, the coaches raved over Kyron the entire spring. Like, hey, Kyron's making strides. He's doing the right things. He's putting himself in position. So to actually see it come out on the field and he catches a 70-yard pass, you know, big old strong hands and breaking tackles running down the field, that was very encouraging. And the Thibodeau High School product has a great opportunity to potentially parlay that success in the spring game into a big fall and then maybe even an opportunity to get drafted. Um, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be special? Wouldn't that be something that, you know, people would really be able to gravitate towards if Kyron could, you know, put himself in that spot and, and you know, make himself um, a, a commodity at the highest level? We're certainly rooting for that to happen. Um, the one thing that we can't really grade either way, good nor bad, is the LSU running back room because they just didn't have any of them there, right? Trey Holly played. He got eight carries for 26 yards. He looked okay. But other than that, LSU just didn't have any running backs available. Um, John Emery's doing the academics thing. Um, you know, 
Noah Kane, MIA, um, Josh Williams, MIA. So the LSU team is going to have to um, figure out who the running backs are going to be, put them in the right positions, and, and that's the one, the one area offensively that I think they've got to be better in the upcoming year is they've got to be able to consistently run the football. They did it at times last year, and boy, it was beautiful when they did it, but they also had some games where they couldn't run it at all, and that'll be something that they'll have to work on um, and something that they'll have to uh, really take advantage of. Brian Kelly, after the game, seemed really pleased in speaking about Kyron Lacey. He said, and we quote, the work that Kyron is doing is much more about a consistent approach in practice. I think we're starting to see how that translates to his performance. At times, he was trying to find himself relative to where he fit in on our team, but I think now he is comfortable in where he is in the rotation. His practice work ethic has been consistent, and we could see it in terms of the way that he's playing. So that's super good to hear that Kyron is making an impact. Um, Harold Perkins played pretty well on Saturday. He got a sack. The one thing that Harold Perkins needs to work on, and this is not a critique, right? This is not, you know, like me being negative. Um, when you're such a good athlete, um, and he is, he's, I mean, he's a freak. I mean, you guys don't need me to tell you that he's a, he's a great athlete. But when you're such a good athlete, at times, you could develop maybe some bad habits or some poor fundamentals just because you are such a good athlete that you could overcome some stuff. And one of the things that I would like to see Harold Perkins do maybe a smidge better as his career continues, his footwork sometimes isn't the best. His ability to fight off blockers sometimes isn't the best. And his number one skill still is, hey, I'm just a freak athlete. I'm going to go and do some crazy stuff because I'm Howard Perkins and I can't. And I think that if he refines some of those finer details, he's going to go to the next level. He looked really good in the spring. I got a feeling he could keep getting better, and we'll see how that translates on the field in the fall. Um, but no matter how good you are, there's always opportunities to get better. And how is he going to feed off of being double teamed? Is he going to get frustrated? Is he going to keep coming at it as hard as he would when he's being single teamed? And when he is being double teamed and other guys are able to make plays based off of that double team, is he going to be fully bought in? Is he going to do all the things that he needs to do? I, I don't have any indication that he's not going to be right. Like, I'm not trying to say he's a bad teammate, nothing like that. But it is going to be a different animal is all I'm getting at because last year he kind of crept up on everybody. True freshman sensation. This year you're not creeping up on anyone. So how is he going to handle that success will be something that we'll be paying attention to in the upcoming year. But all in all, it was a spring game, right? You mostly kept everybody healthy as far as we know. Looked pretty good. Kept everybody excited. And boy, Jaden Daniels looks like he is a monster back there in that LSU pocket. Let's catch a break. When we get back, let's talk some NBA. Um, maybe an Ill a little LSU baseball. Maybe a little Nichols baseball. The Colonels are first place in the Southland Conference. <laughs> the two schools lock up with one another on, on tomorrow. So we will be uh, maybe talking about all those things in the next segment. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We've got our W's and L's after that. Still a lot of show ahead, so keep it right here. We'll be right back after this. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and cut off on the back road. <laughs> 
325-1000. Price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. You know, it's crazy. I didn't realize that it was still college baseball season and that there were games being played after Tuesday when UL Lafayette won the national championship. Um, or at least that's what Twitter said after they beat LSU. But believe it or not, there were still games that were played this weekend and LSU swept Ole Miss and the aforementioned reigning defending national champions UL Lafayette actually got swept in their Sun Belt series. Um, so I guess... You know, maybe the rumors and the whispers were not true. Maybe you don't win a national championship in mid-April. But either way, the Tigers get a big three-game series victory over Ole Miss, winning game one, seven to three, winning game two, eight to four, and then winning a thriller yesterday, seven to six. <laughs> Here are some thoughts. Um, if LSU pitches like this the rest of the season, um, congratulations to everybody else in the country. It's been real, but y'all losing. <laughs> like, I don't understand a way to explain it other than that. 
if LSU gets these types of performances the rest of the year, all y'all are going to lose. Um, on Friday, they didn't get a very good performance from their ace, Paul Skeens, right? He was not his normal dominant self. He pitched six innings, allowed three runs, and uh, he got the 11 strikeouts, but he had to work hard for everything that he got. It was a grind for him. All LSU did was throw Griffin Herring in there, and in three innings, he didn't allow a hit. It was terrific. Slammed the door shut. Paul Skeens leaves the game in the sixth, and it's 6-3. to three. So, like, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, oh, LSU's bullpen's not very good. Like, let's keep the TV on because this game's not over. Oh, it was over. Ole Miss didn't really get even any base runners late in the game. LSU put it away. Saturday, you get the Ty Floyd game. He was incredible. Absolutely incredible. In a really small park out in Oxford, eight and one-thirds innings pitched. Five hits allowed, three runs, eight strikeouts. If we get Ty Floyd being that the rest of the way, whew, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. If you're throwing skeins and then have another really good arm behind him that's going deep into games that could protect that beat-up bullpen, God bless y'all. Y'all going to get beat. And then we get to Sunday. And Christian Little finally shows some of that SEC caliber stuff that we've been promised with him. Five and one-thirds innings pitched. Three runs allowed, six hits. Threw 87 pitches, and he was really good. Got into the middle to late stages of the game. The LSU bullpen got touched up a little bit. Javen Coleman maybe got left in a little too long. He gave up some bombs. Ole Miss actually took the lead back, and LSU had to win it late. But if LSU pitches it like this, there's not very many more games left on the schedule that the team's going to lose if they continue to pitch. It's that it's all predicated on that, right? We've only seen it for one weekend. But if, big if, they continue to pitch it like this, where are they losing again? Got Alabama coming in. They're 500. Auburn's not very good. Mississippi State's not very good. Georgia, eh. So you're looking at a team that at least is laying the groundwork and the foundation for potentially maybe going on a run and and maybe even going on a big run, like 13 to 14, some type of run. And I'm saying going on a big run, understanding that I'm talking about a team that's 32 and seven. So their whole season has been a run, but we're looking at a team that could potentially maybe even top some of that and start winning like 10, 12, 13 games in a row. And, the thing that's maybe the most impressive about it from the LSU perspective is the depth that is on this team. LSU's got so many guys hurt, y'all. So many guys are hurt. You got Duga who just got back into the lineup. You know, Kling is out of the lineup. Uh, you know, you, you got pieces that are moving and, and mixing and matching and you're not able to consistently run out the one through nine like you would like. And then, oh yeah, um, you know, late in the game on Sunday, you put in a pinch hitter and what does he do? He, he hits the walk-off, not walk-off, but the game-winning bomb. So, you know, it's a team that has depth. It's a team that is united. It's a team that's bought in and it's a team that I think is going to be really tough to contend with the rest of the day, if they continue to pitch and they continue to do the things that they did this past weekend, it's going to be tough. 
is going to be really, really tough to handle these boys going forward. Now, with that having been said, I don't want to give all the attention and all the glory to LSU when we've got a gym that's just down the road here in our backyard that's doing pretty well, too. The Nichols baseball team is in first place in the Southland Conference. Um, and they're obviously heading to Alex Box tomorrow. He's going to be a big underdog in the game, right? I'm not trying to set up Nichols to fail, right? Like, I'm not over here trying to say, hey, they're first place in the conference. Expect them to beat LSU tomorrow. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I am trying to say this. I wouldn't be surprised in the least if Nichols kept this role going. I wouldn't be surprised in the least if Nichols could maybe punch a ticket to the NCAA tournament, right? Nichols is 22-16. and 16. They're 8-4 and four in conference play, and they're playing well. They're playing legitimately well. This past weekend, they took on Houston Christian and just killed the baseball. 16 runs scored on Friday, 13 runs scored on Saturday, 6 runs scored yesterday. Killed the baseball. Um, and it's a lineup that up and down the lineup is finding success. Parker Cadu, Zane Washington, Edgar Alvarez, you know, Gerardo Villarreal, you know, Austin Kane. Like a lineup that up and down is finding success. They've got dudes that are putting the bat to the ball, and it's a Nichols offense that has more explosiveness than the Nichols offenses that we've seen in years past. It's a team that's got 29 home runs. Yeah, it's not a tremendous amount of pop, right? It's not you know the, the, the most home run power of any team in the country, right? Not trying to say that, but it's a Nichols team that has more pop than what they've had in years past, and when you parlay that, with that same quality pitching that they've had in years past, it's a team that's doing some really good things. Jacob Myers, the true freshman starter on those Sunday games. What has he done this year? He's 5-1 with a 2.05 ERA. He's got 67 strikeouts in 44 innings. And I keep going back to something that Joe Tuton, of all people, told me uh, at the very beginning of the season. He said, Casey, don't be surprised if you see Nichols start to make a climb here in the next couple of years. And the argument that he made is that they've got dudes that are nasty, got dudes that have nasty stuff, dudes that could pitch, dudes that could hit, dudes that are grinders, that compete and battle. And he called this. He called this room a mile away. He said, I'm expecting the Colonels to have a sustained run over the next several years where they're going to be in contention every year. And I think we're starting to see it right now. At the midway point of the conference play, you're in first place. You're heading towards a big weekend series with Northwestern State to try to build on that momentum. Nichols has that rolling right now, and you give credit to Coach Mike Silva because he's got that program trending in the right direction. Now, shifting gears completely and going to the NBA, we had a handful of games yesterday that we'll tell you about. Um... And then we also got some things to talk about tonight. Uh, but some of the things that we'll talk about tonight will maybe save for W's and L's, right? Because, I mean, we got to have some things to talk about in the W's and L's still. Yesterday, the Knicks beat the Cavs 102-93. to They take a 3-1 to lead in that best of, uh, best of seven series. The Warriors tie up the Kings 126-125. to Last second shot by Harrison Bournes falls off the heel of the rim. And the Warriors get that uh, series evened up. Boston takes control over Atlanta, 129 to 121. They have a three to one lead. And then in the nightcap, in overtime, the Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Denver Nuggets, 114 to 108. So the Timberwolves are now down three to one. The Nuggets fail to close out in an overtime game tonight. We've got 
Uh, the Bucks and the Heat. Miami's actually leading that series two to one. And then we've got Memphis and LA. Lakers lead that one two to one. So we'll be keeping our eyes peeled on the two NBA matchups tonight. Two very fascinating games, right? Got the Bucks who are without Giannis has got this back issue and they're down two one. Like I got a feeling he's gonna try to play tonight, but you could potentially injure that worse, man. Backs are a tricky thing. That's not just something that's going to just go away overnight. That's not just something that he's going to wake up tomorrow and feel better. Backs are very tricky, and the thing about them is the more you use them, the, the worse it's going to get. So if he tries to go tonight, he could potentially you know tweak it a little worse and then you know not be able to go the rest of the playoffs maybe. But at the same time, if you're Milwaukee, you're thinking to yourself, well, if he doesn't come back, we're not winning this series. They got a tough draw because Miami's not a team to mess with, right? You got teams with Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. And like These are veterans. These are guys that are not scared of Milwaukee. They're not afraid of anybody in the bracket. They're going to compete you, and they're expecting to win. So now you're up against it, a series that everybody was kind of sleeping over, all one versus eight is going to be a joke. No, 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 no. You played three games so far, and they've beaten the hell out of you in two of the three. Miami's coming in here, and they they believe now, hey, we could win this. And the closer you get to the end of the series, the closer you get to Game 7, you suddenly get up against this idea that Jimmy Butler could potentially score 60 on me, and I'm going to get knocked out. You know, you don't necessarily fear that happening in Game 1 or Game 2 because if he scores 50 and beats you, no biggie, right? You know, he's going to, you know, there's still other games in the series. But when you get up against that curtain of, hey, all they've got to do is win one more, you're one Herculean performance from Jimmy Butler away from your season's over. And that's the big thing that the Bucs got to be afraid of is that if those Miami vets just stay hot for the next week, you're done. How do you bring Giannis back? How, how do you navigate that? It's... I would be nervous. If I were a Bucks fan, I would be nervous because there's a lot that could go wrong. And even if you get by Miami, there's a lot that could go wrong. Interesting series, man. Very interesting series. And I'm curious to see what happens tonight out there in South Beach. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get our W's and L's and get some things sorted out from the weekend. It's play-by-play on KLEB. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Medicaid members, keep your address and phone number up to date to make sure you receive important information about your health insurance and you don't risk losing your coverage. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, follow the directions and respond to it as soon as possible. For questions or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember, keep your contact information up to date and respond to Medicaid letters so you don't lose your health care coverage. Home health services in South LaBouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. 
With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play. I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves today. We've got our W's and L's, one of our more favored segments here on the show. Um, and you know it's going to be a good W's and L's because I just shot my cough drop wrapper into the garbage at a Kobe and I just splashed nothing but the back of the, the net of the garbage can, right? So if I'm making fadeaway jump shots in the studio, you know we're on fire. And our first W goes to Kyron Lacey of LSU. He's a Thibodeau guy. He's establishing himself as a big weapon over the middle on the outside for LSU. And the thing that people are going to like about Kyron, well, two things that people are going to like about Kyron, his energy and enthusiasm, he's always hyped up. He's always jacked. He's going to be the guy who's going to catch a first down pass. He's going to be fired up, fist pumping, getting everybody in the huddle going. He's that type of kid, gets that from his dad. His dad has the same energy. That's the first thing. The second thing is, they know sliding when when you catch the football if you're Kyron Lacey. They know getting the ball, getting a first down, and running out of bounds. Ain't none of that. Go back and watch his 70-yard touchdown to open up the spring game and see what he did. He's carrying defensive backs on his back into the end zone. So that's the type of player he is, all energy, all heart, all vibe, and a great job by Kyron there. He gets a W. And L goes to, well, this may be the biggest L that we've ever handed out. 
And it's the most predictable L that we've handed out because this guy shouldn't be irrelevant. This isn't a guy that we should even be talking about. Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies is an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment to begin with. He's not a good basketball player. The fact that we give him this platform to be this villain is just embarrassing to me. Um, He made comments, oh, LeBron James this, LeBron James that. I don't respect nobody until they give me 40 points. LeBron's old, LeBron's this, LeBron's that. Look, I'm not a LeBron guy, right? But at some point, you got to defend a man who's just being outright lied about. And how did Dylan Brooks follow that up? In game three of the opening round series with the Los Angeles Lakers, um, he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. He was 3 of 13 from the field in 19 minutes. The fact that Dylan Brooks is shooting 13 times in 19 minutes is an absolute embarrassment in and of itself. And then after the Lakers were leading by 30 points in the second quarter, he copped out and he nut-punched LeBron and got thrown out of the game. Dylan Brooks, I know you're probably not listening to this, but if you are, you are a coward. You are bad for professional sports. You are a coward. Your endless jawing and talking and talking bad about this person, talking bad about that person, doesn't mean anything because every single person that you're diminishing, Dylan Brooks, is a better player than you are. Now he's come back and said, oh, I don't think I should have been thrown out. It was an accident. I'm being made out to be a a villain. Bro, stop. Save me all that. Work on your game. You're less than a 40% field goal shooter from the field. You talk about how great you are on defense. LeBron's scoring on you every game with with ease. You're not that good of a defender. It's okay to be a villain like a Patrick Beverly type when you back it up, which Patrick Beverly does. You go look at the numbers when he was in his prime. The guys he was guarding, he was pretty much taking them away. But if you're going to be a villain and you're going to put yourself on that stage and you're not going to take guys away, eh. W goes to James Harden. Without Joel Embiid, the Philadelphia 76ers sweep their series with the Brooklyn Nets. Great job by Philadelphia, earning themselves some rest, some much-needed rest with him beat out the lineup, earning some much-needed rest. They get off of their feet until this coming weekend and now um, maybe better positioning themselves for the next round, so kudos to Harden. I'm going to L goes to Kawhi Leonard, man. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Kawhi Leonard is an outstanding basketball player. But he's the most unreliable superstar that there is in the NBA. They win game one against Phoenix in a series that they don't necessarily, going into the series, think that they're going to win. But they win game one. And then they lose close in game two. And it's like after they lost a game, it's like Kawhi said, all right, we ain't got a chance, I'm out. He's randomly out game three with knee soreness. And then I'm I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be a one-game thing. Maybe he'll be back in game four. Give it a go. Nope. Then play game four. Now there's reports, oh, he's not going to come back. This is the Kawhi Leonard thing. (laughs) He gets a random injury out of the blue that we never see happen, and then he's just out forever. And it's disappointing. It's disheartening. And I'm not going to try to say that the man's not really hurt. But, boy, it sure looks fishy when this always happens to the same guy. And it happens out of nowhere. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. My knee's hurt. I can't play. Okay, well, will you be back the next game? Nah. Maybe the game after? Nah. Well, when do you think? Nah, I'm not coming back. There were some weird things about Kawhi over in San Antonio. There's some weird things about Kawhi now. The dude is just a different cat. 
a different cat, and it feels and smells like to me he's in a situation with Paul George out of the lineup to where he doesn't think that they could beat the Suns, to where he's being asked to play a ton because Paul George is out, and at some point it feels like he just said, yep, I quit. I'm not doing this. Good good effort, though. Good try. And you know what's the shame of it all is that even without him, they're not losing that bad because Russell Westbrook, of all people, is playing his butt off and is helping and doing everything that he possibly can. I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan, not in the least. But in game four over the weekend, Russ scored 37 points at six rebounds, four assists, was 17 of 29 from the field, three of six from three. Like he's doing everything in his power. But they're not winning because their star player and the guy on the big old fat contract quit. That's a shame. That's an absolute shame, and I feel bad for Russell Westbrook because he's doing everything he can and just coming up short. W goes to LSU baseball for sweeping Ole Miss. All the naysayers, LSU's overrated. They're not that good. They don't have any pitching. Their pitchers are trash. LSU's 12-5 in the SEC, and they've played the most difficult part of their SEC schedule already. This is a team that I'm telling you now, write it down, circle it, write it in red ink, make sure that you could see it on your wall calendar. They're going to win not just 20 SEC games. They're going to win more than 20 SEC games. It's going to be a team that's going to carry that number one ranking all the way through into the postseason, and they're going to be the number one overall seed in the country. I don't care about Wake Forest. No. This is a team that hasn't lost an SEC series playing the best of the best. Now that the schedule is lightened up, It's going to be spring cleaning, one sweep after another sweep after another sweep with some two out of three victories mixed in. Alabama, you're next. You're getting it this coming weekend. And L goes to um, Alabama's uh, proverbial quarterback in 2023, Jalen Milrow. Um. Jalen Milrow was not good in their spring game this past weekend. He threw a couple of interceptions, and I don't know. I'm just getting a little concerned about Alabama. Not that I care either way, right? I mean, we would we obviously want them to to not be very good, um, but I'm getting a little concerned about their quarterback position. Bryce Young is gone. Milrow, I saw him play. He played at times this past season. You know what Milrow is? Down, set, hike. One step, two step. Oh, I'm running. You know what? Don't work over a long period of time doing that. And they try and have tried over the offseason to make him more of a pocket passer. And he was throwing the ball to the other team a lot on Saturday. Ah, A Nick Saban team and an SEC that's continuing to grow and get more competitive that now turns over the ball. I don't know. That's going to work. Weekend W goes to Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown last night was... Awful to start the game against the Atlanta Hawks. He started out one of seven from the field. Then he did the old wrestling move. He took off his face mask. He had been playing with a face mask to protect a broken nose. Um, he actually had kept the mask on long after the nose had healed because he said it, you know, it was something he was confident with, superstition, whatever. Took the mask off, scored 27 points in about the last two and a half quarters of action, 31 points total, 
12 of 22 from the field, and he led his team on the road to a 129 to 121 win over the Atlanta Hawks. So Jalen Brown was terrific, earning his team a win. <laughs> the Celtics are tough, man. The Celtics are tough because they got guys, Marcus Smart's making shots, White's making shots, Tatum and Brown make shots. They're really difficult to deal with. That's going to be a team that's going to be really difficult to, to knock out. I think that they're the favorites in the East. I think they're the clear favorites in the East. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell gets an L. Donovan Mitchell is the most overrated player of this generation. I've said that many times. Um, my guy, James Harden, always gets ridiculed for coming up short in the postseason, being small in the postseason, so they say. And there's no doubt at times that's happened. But when it's happened with James Harden, it happened in the conference finals. It happened in the NBA finals. It's happened on the biggest stages. Donovan Mitchell don't even get out of the first round. Yesterday, his team fell 102 to 93. Mitchell was 5 of 18 from the field, 0 of 4 from the three point line, 11 points total. He had six turnovers. He's not a playoff dude. He never has been a playoff dude. Donovan Mitchell, you're a small timer, bro. You're a small timer. You've always been a small timer. Um, not good. Taylor Fields of Thibodeau High School Baseball gets a weekend W. Taylor Fields is the Thibodeau pitcher who threw game three for the uh, Tigers, leading them past um, sorry, leading them past South Terrebonne as they get a victory. Taylor Fields did an excellent job. Um, good work for him. Uh, he was a guy that hadn't been used a whole lot during the season but was incredible when he was, and he gets a big victory and helps power his team to the next round. Weekend L goes to my Atlanta Braves. Oh, this is painful. This is going to make me nauseated. The Atlanta Braves. Oh, man. Um, we didn't do enough to get better, and I say we like I'm part of the organization. I complained all offseason about Atlanta and said that they didn't do enough. They didn't spend enough. They didn't fix their bullpen well enough. You lose Kenley Jansen, and you didn't fix your bullpen well enough. You still didn't get a left fielder. You're trotting out Marcelo Zuna at DH. Marcelo Zuna's terrible. You face the Astros this week at home. You lose all three games. Why did you lose games? A, because you're getting zero production from your left fielders. B, because your bullpen sucks. And D, or C, because you're striking out too much. All of those things are things that the fans knew were problems going into the season, and they just never fixed them. Instead, we traded for a catcher and did all kind of random stuff just to say that we did stuff. The Braves get an L. They got swept by Houston and got shown pretty distinctly that there's a long way for them to go. Weekend W goes to Nichols Baseball. They beat up on Houston Christian, get a big series sweep, moving to first place in the Southland Conference. Kudos to them for taking care of business and making it happen let's catch a break when we get back out of the break we're going to wrap up i've got some betting picks and some different things it's play by play on kleb we'll be right back after this my dad he's a double amputee and uh he's one of my favorite people in the world to me a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom my dad is a hero Homes for our troops built this house, and it's basically made for him. My dad can get through the wide doorways. When he is making our lunch, he can reach anything we need. He'll help me build tiny projects. Life is good here. Without Homes for our troops, we'd be living in a home that didn't have all these features that helped him. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post 9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. If they get a new house like this one, it'll help them like do normal life. 
My dad's not just a hero, he's my hero. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger, and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're gonna get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. Thank everybody for listening today. It's been a wonderful play-by-play. Tomorrow we'll be back at it. Uh, we'll have, or at least I think we'll have Mr. Stan Gravois lined up. We'll have some coaches on around the area. Uh, it's going to be a, another fun week here as we've got all sorts of different things to follow, all sorts of different things to keep track of. Um, let's get some betting picks to you all. I've, look, I've had a pretty doggone good couple of days here. I'm not going to lie. Um Sometimes it's not so good, but sometimes it is pretty good. And lately it's been much better. So let's see. We'll start off with, um, let's go with, I'm going to take the Braves minus one and a half over the Marlins today. Spencer Strider has been incredible. I think he's going to continue to be incredible. I think Atlanta's going to score enough. I think they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to be angry after getting their pants pulled down by Houston over the weekend. I think the Braves will get the win there. Give me the Brewers minus 152 money line over the Detroit Tigers. I just think that Milwaukee's so much better of a team than Detroit. Anytime you get them at 152, that's too cheap of a price. Um, 
I like uh, the Angels minus one and a half over the Athletics tonight in the NBA. <clears throat> let's see. Um, look, dude. I, let's see. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna type it in here just because I want to make sure I don't want to give bad information, right? Uh, because I did this at the casino the other day. Giannis is playing tonight with the back injury. The Bucks are seven and a half point road favorite. I'm I'm not taking the buck seven and a half for a home team in the play. That's that's too much. I I get Jimmy Butler and seven. No, that's too. Much. I'm taking the Heat plus seven and a half. I think the Bucks are gonna maybe win the game. Seven and a half. That's a lot. And and I'm also by the way, I'm also taking over two nineteen. Um, because I think Giannis being back, I think the Bucks offense will be efficient. I think their shooters will get rolling. I like over 219 in that one, but I'm taking the heat. Seven and a half. That's a lot of points, man. That's a lot of points. Uh, I'll go over 221 and a half for the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Um, I just, the more I watch this series, the more I'm getting the idea that uh, John ja Morant's going to just drive to the goal and just do his John ja Morant stuff. He did that over the weekend at the end of the last game. And yeah, the Grizzlies lost, um, but Ja was. Unbelievable! He scored 40-plus points, and I think that he's going to be more aggressive early, and I think Memphis is going to make it a faster-paced and faster-tempo uh, game than the last one. Um, look, it's a Grizzlies team that scored 100 points in the last game, 101 points to be exact, and they only scored nine points in the first quarter. So what does that tell you? It tells you they scored 90-plus points in the final three quarters, which means they're starting to figure some things out, at least in my opinion. I think that today it'll be a more of a higher pace game, and I'm going over 221 and a half. I'm going over for both NBA games tonight. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, man, it was just such an awesome weekend over at Thibodeau. We had uh, a great scene, a great environment, great um, time to be a high school sports fan, and can't wait to see more of, of what what's to come. Uh, because we've still got two baseball weekends until Sulphur. We've still got E.D. White alive. We've still got Vanderbilt alive. We've still got CCA alive. In addition to Thibodeau, we've still got Destrehan alive. Ascension Catholics. Like, like we've got so many assumptions, so many teams that are around this surrounding area. Um, it's going to be very fun. And I just, you know, in addition to that, the two teams that made it to Sulphur for softball, I think that we are in a situation where we're going to be writing about some teams winning championships again. I can't shake that feeling. I, I I could see D. White baseball. It's going to be tough to beat them two out of three in their home field. I could see them making the sulfur. Then you make it to sulfur. You got some of the best storms in the state on that team. Single elimination. Who wants to face Tyler Weimer in a single elimination? No, nobody. You have Vanderbilt. Who wants to face the Gidry kid in a single elimination game? Probably not lining up for that one, right? So I think that these teams here locally are built and are equipped to have that postseason success. And I think that over the next two, three weekends, we're going to have some teams achieving at a very high level again. Again, after we did it last year, right? We did it last year, and everybody said, well, what's next? What's to come? I think we're going to see some of that success again. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing the amount of talent and the amount of prosperity that we've had in our area. Um, man, it, it's super, super impressive and, and hopefully Super, super sustainable. We've got the NFL draft beginning on Thursday, right? So we're going to uh, be 
talking about the draft, what we're hearing from New Orleans, what we're hearing from some of the other teams in the field, uh, who's going to go number one overall. We'll give you all that stuff. ESPN.com ranks Bryce Young as their best overall player. They actually rank uh, the, the running back from Texas, Robinson, as the second best overall player. Don't think Robinson's going to be a top five pick just because of the position that he plays, but it's interesting to see a running back be listed as the second best overall player. Where's Jalen Carter going to go, the dominant prospect out of Georgia? He had some off-the-field issues, got in the wreck and everything of this sort. Um, so we'll be keeping our eyes on all of those different things throughout the next several days. NFL draft is always a fun time of the year. Who's going to be the first LSU player taken off the board? Going through the Mel Kuyper top-ranked players list, I don't see any LSU players at all in the top 50. So that would lead you to believe there won't be any in the first round. The first LSU player is B.J. Ojolari, who's ranked number 55. So maybe in the second round for B.J. Ojolari. We'll be keeping our eyes on that as there are going to be a handful of LSU guys. There are going to be a handful of Tulane guys. And uh, we'll see, hopefully, our local contingent fares well and gets into some situations where they could thrive and succeed and have some success at the next level. We'll put a pin in it right here. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. It's unseasonably, like, suspiciously cool outside today. I mean, it's getting to late April, y'all. It's like April 23rd or something, right? 24th. And it's, like, not hot. Uh, we were at Thibodeau this past weekend, and, yeah, it was it was hot because we were in the sun directly. But other than that, it was mostly comfortable. Like, I remember doing high school baseball playoff games. It was, like, unbearable, like 90s out there. It's not that right now. It's unseasonably cool. Take advantage of that good weather. Go and uh, enjoy yourselves outdoors, all that good stuff. Have a great rest of the day, y'all. God bless you. You've been listening to Play-By-Play on KLEB. Sayonara. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.